for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. How's it going today, man? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing good. I'm finally gotten rid of the Texas allergies, you know, the last couple oh, of weeks. Last I, couple I know of weeks, how that could be. I, I lived in Dallas for a couple of years, and there, it's brutal out there sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Last couple of weeks, I've sounded horrible. So it's like this week, I've been it's there. all starting to come together. So uh, excited yeah. to have you on and chat a little bit. And, uh, yeah, you know, you, guys, you got some new music that just dropped. So uh, we'll definitely I get do. into that. Yeah. So uh, for the, anybody that's just kind of getting to know you, you're based out of Utah currently. Uh, is And you're from Utah? Is that where you're born and raised? Correct. Yeah. So I, I was born here and I grew up in a town called Alpine. Okay. Uh, where where in Utah is that? Is that like up more towards Salt Lake City, down towards Moab's? Um, so, yeah. So it's about 40-ish minutes south of, of Salt Lake. Okay. So a little, little mountain suburb. Okay, so it's more like Provo around there. Yeah, so it's, it's just north of Provo, about okay. twenty. So gotcha. I yeah. I spent or we've taken a lot of trips to Utah, so I'm out of well, all the know, states man. that I've not lived in. I'm a little bit more familiar with the geogra- geography of of Utah, which is kind I'm of weird. Impressed. I'm impressed. Most people don't know where Provo is if they haven't been here. So yeah, it, we yeah, it, it's a it's a cool <laughs> state. I really like it. Moab. I've always said oh, that if cool. I ever just had a whole bunch of money and wanted to escape somewhere for like a year or two, I'd go to Moab in a heartbeat. You, go to Moab, you should check out Bryce Canyon National Park next time you're here. Uh-huh. That's one of my favorite places. There's actually a band that I sing with down there in the summers called nice. the uh, Bryce Canyon Wranglers. Nice. And they're right there in the heart of the national park. Awesome. Uh, we will definitely have to check it out. Um, so for, for you, obviously you're a musician. You just released a new single. Uh, who introduced you to music originally? Was it something that was kind of always around the house or yeah. was it something you discovered later on? Yeah. So I was raised on, on music. My it's had, it's always had a very influential, I guess, perspective in my life. My dad raised me on, on the classic, like classic rock, like, you got Queen, you got ACDC, Led Zeppelin, all those guys, right? Yeah. yeah. And mom on the flip side was raising me on like Black Hawk and Tim McGraw and George Strait and all that stuff. And she grew up actually in Humble, Texas. Okay. Down near Houston. And so yeah. she had the Texas yes sir, yes ma'ams ingrained into me early on and and always had this little bit of a country influence in my life because she had horses growing up and stuff. And then as I got older, my dad taught me how to fish and how to hunt and all these things. And Gotcha. And so that's kind of kind of how my upbringing with music resonated, I guess. And then in high school, I kind of just gravitated towards more of the country lifestyle. I started hanging out with the FFA kids and yeah. joined the FFA, and we would go hunting together, we'd go fishing together, and we'd go hang out at Cabela's or Bass Pro just for as long as long as we possibly could after school and stuff. And my junior year, that kind of led me to start writing songs about the experiences that we were having and the trouble we were getting into and all that. And yeah. It just one thing led to another and here I am. Nice. So funny story about Cabela's really quick. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were, it was a bunch of 
people from LA and they were at asking if um, they were talking about how they grew up or this, the main guest was talking about how he grew up hunting and fishing. He was from Ohio and he was from Cabela's and nobody knew what a Cabela's was. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I thought Cabela's was like everywhere. And so he's sitting there trying to describe what a Cabela's is. <laughs> and somebody was like, Oh, it sounds like a Walmart for rednecks. And I'm like, no, Walmart's the Walmart for rednecks. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> so much. yeah. It, it was just like it like and I even grew up in Chicago. So that's where I'm from originally. Right. And when I started hearing people talking about Cabela's and not knowing what it was, I was like, I grew up in Chicago. I know what Cabela's is. I've been to Cabela's. So, you know, it it, it was just kind of funny when you brought that up. So right. I mean, Cabela's headquarters, at least before they were bought by Brass Pro, was in Nebraska. And so yeah. it was wasn't terribly far from from where you are. No, not at all. A lot um, closer to me for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so kind of jumping into your music, you when did, at what point did you kind of start to realize like, hey, I can sing, maybe this is something that I need to do? So that would have been 2019. So I graduated high school in 2017. And then growing up in Utah, I did grow up a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so I went and served a two-year mission actually in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I was very much ingrained in the culture and the barbecue and it was perfect. Yeah. But, but when I got back from that, I, I wrote a song just because I wrote songs the entire time I was there, started them in high school. I got mm -hmm. back and I wrote a song and I played it for a buddy of mine when we were out doing a campfire. And he was like, dude, why haven't you recorded this song? And I was like, I didn't know that was an option. I, was, yeah. I thought you had to be like famous or signed to a mm -hmm. record label or have any of these things to, to record songs. And so I was just doing it as a hobby because I liked doing it. And he's like, no, man, you just got to fork over a little cash and you can, you can make anything happen. And I was like, huh, how about that? So we found a studio out here and I just kind of built from there and little by little by little until I eventually started recording in Nashville. And I've been recording exclusively in Nashville for the past two years. Nice. How often are you going out to Nashville? Like every two months, it feels sometimes less. <laughs> I got you. Just, just up to move there. Okay. That is actually going to be my next question. If you're going out there that much, when's the move going to happen? Cause that's almost inevitable at this point. Yeah, I guess. It, it is. I've gotten myself pretty good into the County fair circuit out here. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to play that, I think for a couple more years and then take the plunge. Nice. Nice. The County fair circuit is really cool, especially here in Texas. Like I'm sure it's oh, yeah. just as cool up in uh, Utah. Like I don't, I've spent maybe, two weeks out of my life up in Utah, but you know, just the, the ability to go to different County festivals and it's all different. Cause like growing up in Chicago, you go to a County festival, one County festival is the same as the other, because they all go to the same people. They all go to the same, you know, ride companies or whatnot. So, and just yeah, out here bands and all that. And yep. Yeah. Thankfully yep. out here, uh, with it being the West country music's pretty prevalent. And so they'll, most County fairs will bring in some, some big artists. Yeah, for sure. Open for a number of them at some of these fairs, which has been cool. Nice. That's awesome. So let's uh, talk about your new single, take it slow, which how long has that been out? That just dropped recently, right? Been out for just under a week. It came okay. out last. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Uh, so what, what's the uh, story behind this song? So the story behind Take It Slow, I uh, started seeing this girl and things were starting to get kind of serious. I mean, it just kind of seemed like things 
we're going to work out. And it was moving really, really quick. And as a lot of those relationships go, it out of nowhere crashed and burned, which I mean, and I'm still friends with this girl, thankfully. But in that moment, I was just kind of like, that sucked. I should have taken it slow. And I was sitting back and thinking, I was like, has anybody written a song like this? Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of anything. So I went to bed and slept on it. And the next morning woke up and had an idea for, excuse me, for the song. And kind of just went from there with it. This is your most recent single. How long has this kind of been sitting and percolating in the ether for you? I wrote this song must've been in the last summer, I think okay. it was. And so, so I recorded it, I recorded it back in December must've been. So it just kind of been sitting in the chamber until just recently. Gotcha. Perfect. So, and I mean, that's a pretty quick turnaround considering that you got to go out to Nashville and I'm sure you have a strategic plan as far as what you're going to release, when you're going to release and just kind of that new song, you got to figure out where it fits. Yes, sir. Um, so is this all leading to a full length album? Are you looking at a bigger project or? So there, I've always got this, this itch, this urge to release as much music as possible. As I'm sure every artist does, it's just <laughs> like getting to hear your songs come out and then get, get them, getting them heard on the radio and whatnot. And like <laughs> all these things, it just fuels the passion for music. It just keeps you going. Um, as far as a full length project goes, I would mm -hmm. say stay tuned. Okay. Fair enough. Stay tuned. I, I, I really want to do one. And so I mm -hmm. think I'm probably going to start working on that here soon. Fair enough. You know, it, it's always, that's always kind of a weird question, especially when yeah. I don't see a lot of app or promotion for it or anything that would like really lead up to it. Cause sometimes it'll just come out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, we got one coming in May but it's end of April and there's nothing promoting it. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's always just kind of an interesting question to ask. And, you For know, sure. so every once in a while we get the stay tuned. So that's cool. Yeah. I would, uh, I would say <laughs> gotcha. Oh, so with all that kind of in the chamber and when's the, uh, where are you kind of at creatively right now? Are you actively writing or are you just kind of full blown trying to record what you've already written? Yeah, so I'm always, always trying to write new songs, whether that's by myself or with artists in the local community or back in Nashville or just kind of wherever in the country. Like I've been working on one song for a little while with my buddy Caden Brewer. There's another song I've been working on for a friend of mine. Her name's Devin Harding. She just recently kind of busted her way into the Nashville scene. And so I've just kind of been writing a song, couple songs with her over the past few weeks. And then uh, my buddy Eric Lee out in los angeles and i've written just all with people all over the place gotcha. but try to stay on top of writing new songs as much as possible and what's when you, since you're doing it seems like you're doing a lot of co-writes you're doing you're writing your own stuff but you're also writing right. with other musicians how do you kind of balance that separation between almost essentially church and state like you've got your right. stuff but how do you kind of find that balance so it just kind of depends on on the songs i guess mm -hmm. Some songs I'll get the idea for, and I just get the feeling that I need to pour my heart and soul into this and not go to anybody else until the song's done. And then I can go ask for feedback or whatever. But some certain songs, like certain titles, like take, uh, I don't know if you've listened to a lot of my music, but take my song, Mama, Daddy, and Jesus, for example. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write a song that I could tell my, the story of my upbringing, where I could tribute my mom, my dad, and the Savior. 
And so that was a song that I couldn't have written with anybody else. I had to do that one solo. Whereas One Flag, my buddy Eric Lee, together. And so it just, just kind of depends on what kind of message you want to convey through the song. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, and that's not something that we I've talked a lot about on anything that we've done, whether it be the podcast or the radio show is right. usually it's like, we'll have uh, musicians that are writing for other musicians, but just kind of like the co-writing, either they're always co-writing or they're always kind of working for themselves. And the few occasions that they've, they kind of do both. I've never really thought to be like, Oh, Hey, how do you find that separation? Yeah. So well, I, mean, uh, the first, I guess I've been, since I've been writing since high school, the first several hundred songs that I wrote, I wrote mm -hmm. by myself. Yeah. So I, that's where most of my experience lies is bouncing off my own ideas mm -hmm. and started co-writing was because, and I tell this to anybody who's wanting to start writing songs is co-writes help you build your expertise. They help you, grow as a songwriter and as an artist, because you'll learn new picking patterns on the guitar, new new styles to play or whatever, new lyrical ideas, new melodies, and you can take those and branch them into other songs and other songs and other And eventually that's how you end up writing songs for or with other people. For sure. And that that's a really cool way to kind of, the way you phrased it was really cool because it's like the only way you can grow is if you co-mingle with other people and learn what they've learned. Where, uh, you know, if you just sit there and play by yourself, you're only going to know what you can you, find out. Music is like a sport. You have to, you have to exercise, you have to practice and take baseball. For example, how good are you going to get at, at hitting? If you only use a pitching machine, mm -hmm. you're never going to learn how to hit a curveball. Never going to learn how to hit a knuckleball. You're just, mm -hmm. and if a pitcher throws that at you, you're going to strike out. And so the more you practice with other people, the more you practice by yourself, the better ultimately you're going to get. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. And I love the way you phrase that. I'm a huge baseball fan. So, um, but yeah, so I don't want to keep you too much longer here. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with us. Yeah, uh, if anybody wants to listen to your music or see you play live or just interact with you on social, where's the best place to find you? Yeah. So on, on Instagram, my handle is at Cole Hartley country. And then on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iTunes, all the YouTube, all those channels and stuff, just look up Cole Hartley. You can find the music. And if you want to stay up to date on my, my tour schedule, just go to www.colehartleyofficial.com. Nice. And are you coming to Texas anytime soon? Gosh, I hope so. I am. Yes. I am working on it. I'm working on it. Awesome. When you do, we have a uh, barbecue series that we're going to kick Perfect. up here next month. So. Perfect. I'll let you make it happen. Awesome. Awesome. But once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast. 